0: Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the very first Egotistical Podcast. I'm your resident egotist, Tony Larocca. The idea behind the Egotistical Podcast is that I want to listen to you and learn something about you or your favorite subject or film or philosophical belief. Whatever it is, I want to learn about it from you. My guest today, well, my very first guest ever, is Vivian Miller. Now, that's not her real name. She's going to talk about a very personal subject, which is adoption, and she asked if she could be anonymous. And if you're ever a guest and would like to do the same, all it takes is a very tiny bit of technical hocus-pocus, as you'll hear. So, Vivian, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thank you for having me here. I
1: appreciate the opportunity to talk about my experience, especially since it's a difficult topic for me to discuss with people because I've found that there's a lot of strong feelings out there about adoption and adoptees, and also because I want to protect my adoptive parents and my
0: birth family. I'm sorry you've had to deal with that. I'm sorry that you've had any uh, pushback over how you feel about things, because what you feel is important, too, and what you feel matters. Thank you. So, am I allowed to say that you're older than 30, but younger than 60? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, how would you like to do this? Would you just like to tell your story? Um, I can tell my
1: story, and I guess if you have any questions, then I would appreciate you just chiming in. Sure. So at the time that I was adopted, all adoptions were closed adoptions, meaning that the birth certificate, my birth certificate was changed to show my adoptive parents' names as my parents versus my birth parents, and my original birth certificate was locked and sealed away. You know, I had no legal right to see it, and also their identities were you know, not supposed to be revealed to me, mm. of my birth parents. And when my parents adopted me, I will just going to say my parents instead of adoptive parents. I understand. Because I do view them as my parents. They uh, were just told it doesn't matter about your child. All you have to do is give your child lots of love and care, and it won't matter to them mm. if they don't know their birth parents' identity. All the, the, you're their parents, and that's it. And all they need is lots of love, and your child will be perfectly fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, if I could interject, yeah. uh, as, a, as a father myself, I often—I think our whole generation— Because I'm also somewhere between 30 and 60. I think our whole generation was kind of sold on the idea that children are a blank slate. So nature doesn't matter at all. It's the only nurture that matters. And it turns out, at least from my point of view, that nature has at least, if not more, as much to do with their development as their nurturing.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, and that's something that I discovered once I go into my whole story, because I do now know my birth family, and I saw how much uh, nature played into who I am in a very big way. And also, I see how much my nurturing has influenced me as well, but I was really, really surprised and taken aback how much the nature part had a part in who I am. So nowadays, a lot of adoptions, well, I just read that most of them are open adoptions, and I guess that can range from anything like where the adoptive parents choose the birth mother, or they send them regular pictures, and they talk openly with the child about their adoption, which I think is good that the child knows this information from the beginning. I can see that adoptive parents are changing their point of view. Just from some instance, I was at a Boy Scout outing for my son, and one of the fathers was talking about how his son was adopted, and he acknowledged the fact that this was hard for his son Hmm. at times, especially not knowing who his parents were, his birth parents, because he wasn't adopted from Russia, and obviously that would be very challenging to go find them. But he acknowledged that his son had pain
0: over that, Hmm. and that it wasn't a threat to him. That he felt compassion for him. Yeah. Again, if I could interrupt you. Yeah. One time, you know, when I was in the army almost 30 years and 50 pounds ago, I learned Russian in the army for a bit. And I came home mm. one Christmas, and friends of my parents had adopted Russian orphans. And they were about three or four years old. And I said, just hello, how are you? And they just ran up to me and wrapped their arms around my legs like just that it was something familiar that they, so I guess there's that sense of, uh, you know, needing for some familiar or something to latch on to.
1: Yeah. That must be very difficult to be adopted. I was adopted at two months old, so I don't have any memory of my experience, you know, before I was adopted. That must be very challenging to be adopted as you're older and you have a whole memory of a whole culture yeah. or even of their parents. I was also gonna say an anecdote about my one of my son's friends. He was over for a birthday party for my son, and he's actually his mom went to a sperm bank and had did the whole sperm donor and had him and his sister. And he was talking about something. He's like, "Yeah, it's really hard for me because I don't know my father." And I guess my point in saying the story is the fact that how. Painful it is to be separated from a parent, to not know part of who they are genetically. That people feel pain over that. You know, but the fact that he was able to admit it and he was like, that his mom acknowledged that.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah. Now, you mentioned before that you've actually received some blowback from expressing your views on adoption. Would you mind sharing one of those stories?
1: You know, I've talked to some people that I've shared, and they don't think the adopted person should know that they're adopted. Hmm. Like I've been told that, or that you're being disloyal and mean to your parents that adopted you to look for your birth family. And I would say to them, wow. imagine like the number one hobby when, is genealogy, and most of yeah. the people that are doing already know who their brothers and sisters and grandparents and parents are. Hmm. And they still have a curiosity to know beyond that. So imagine not even knowing the basics. Yeah. And then I would say, imagine choose a family on your block. I was about like a thought experiment. Mm-hmm. And imagine you grew up with them. Now, look how different they look from you physically, how different their interests might be from you. And imagine that you had to grow up with them.
0: Hmm. Wouldn't that be hard? Yeah, absolutely.
1: And then another thing they say a lot is imagine you were inside your mother, and you, you're familiar with her sounds and the smells and everything about your mother, and then all of a sudden you're given birth to, and you're taken away from that.
0: Yeah, because when kids are born, they have that whole mm-hmm. bonding thing where they put the baby on the mother. and Yeah. So to have that connection and then be taken from that, that must be jarring on some basic level.
1: Yeah. But this doesn't mean like, oh, because, because I know there's a need for children to be adopted. Obviously, Mm -hmm. there are circumstances surrounding the fact that whether the mother that gave birth, you know, she's not able to care for the child for one
0: reason or another. Yeah, it's not like Father Murphy. I can't send them all to the work home.
1: Right. <laughs> so obviously that's always gonna be around that there's mm-hmm. going to be a need for adoption. And it doesn't mean that your child's doomed to a lifetime of pain. You know, I mean I think there's things that you could do as a parent to make it better for them. And I guess the number one thing would be to acknowledge that they feel upset about mm-hmm. not having that connection.
0: I can understand, yeah, that would be important.
1: Yeah, because then validate I, it. You just to validate it and then the child will trust you. Like if you're validating their feelings then they're gonna they're gonna feel a close bond to you because you're the one that's taking care of them and hmm. you know, they love you and they want to you know, like any child wants to make their parents happy, you know, and please them hmm. and they will love you even more if you acknowledge their feelings. Hmm. I can honestly say that you you build an even closer bond with them if you do that. I think a lot of parents might be fearful, like their greatest fear is their child saying like you're not my real parent or Aww. um leaving them if they find their birth family.
0: But I think, and and that sounds it, like great advice for any parent, you know, or in almost any relationship.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, there were things like growing up. I'm sure a lot of adoptees feel like when you're like at a family reunion and everyone's talking about their similarities and they look alike and they're talking about their genealogy and great-grandparents and you feel a disconnect, hmm. you know, because you're a part of it and they they try to make you a part of it. I never felt like you know, anyone was trying to not make me feel a part of things. Well, that's good. But on some level, like, you know, you're different. Hmm. But that's what you're going to do. so i'll go on to my stories when i was just finishing college my birth mother found me Hmm. i was adopted through catholic charities and somehow she got a contact at catholic charities that gave her my information and then she was able to track me down Hmm. like someone who did it obviously it wasn't legal what the person did but Ah. They felt compassion for her situation and gave her my information. Okay. And she contacted me, and it caused a lot of drama. Not Like, I was very happy that mm-hmm. she contacted me, but it caused a lot of drama with my adoptive mom. Ah. Because of her jealousy.
0: Well, I'm so sorry you went through that.
1: Yeah. And I think that tells you how destructive jealousy can be.
0: Hmm.
1: To any relationship yeah yeah absolutely because I had no desire to run off with <laughs> you know this you know even though she's my birth mother and I was so happy to meet her and other family members and it felt wonderful I had no desire I wasn't gonna like ditch the family I grew up with like I had no desire to I love them dearly but for some reason my mom thought that would happen and or she felt upset to put it into context She couldn't have children her own. So I think that, you know, she didn't have that connection with me, that same connection, Hmm. you know, the birth one. But if anyone here is an adoptive parent, it's something to think about is to deal with those issues inside of you because you want to be able to have a good relationship with your child and just like the child can't change the fact that they were adoptive and the mother gave them away and everything you can't change the fact that you, for whatever reason you couldn't have children so it's like on some yeah. level everyone has to have acceptance and think like do you want to have a good relationship or not or let jealousy come in the way Because jealousy just pushes people apart.
0: Well, I'm so sorry you went through that. I I hope things are better between you.
1: Thank you. There's ups and downs. But I Hmm. think that could also be just normal mother-daughter relationship stuff. But I do feel like me and my mom have processed and talked about a lot of it. And I do feel like she's become more accepting of all of it.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So back to your story. Mm-hmm. You met both your mother and your father. Right. What was the experience like?
1: Well, I was very happy to meet them and learn about my family. And I it was wonderful to see qualities in them that I see in myself. And I enjoy talking to them very much. I guess the only thing that was one thing that was very difficult was my Um, Birth mom still was struggling with the grief of the fact that she didn't raise me. So that was a whole other thing, too. And and her same flip thing, she felt jealous. So I was dealing with two mothers with jealousy Hmm. problems. So she was, and that would come through in our conversations, which could be difficult for me. So I would suggest any birth parent looking to find their child is to try to work through
0: those issues beforehand. So you must have felt like a bit of taffy being stretched in both directions. Yeah. Trying to please both of them. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry you went through that. Thank you. So
1: it was hard for her because even though she willingly chose to
0: give me up for adoption,
1: and everyone in her family and me included think it was the right decision because mm. at the time she just didn't have the mental or you know means to take care of me for various reasons, you know, obviously it's still very painful to relinquish your child. Of course. And then see them and yeah. think of all the years that you missed with them.
0: Yeah, it's not something done out of convenience. It's something yeah. done out of necessity.
1: Right. And then, you know, yeah, sudden necessity.
0: I had a few friends who gave away their children. There was one in the army and she would get drunk about it and cry over it constantly, and I had another friend who had her first, I think her second child, she had to give up for adoption. You know, at first, I think for a few years, they were sending her pictures up to a certain age, but I think when he reached like eight or nine, they just stopped. Um, and that weighed very heavily on her.
1: I've heard of that happening. It actually makes me think of something that a lot of birth parents are told, oh, this is going to be an open adoption, and we're going to do all this stuff, and then I've heard from different birth mothers that of the adoptive parents pulling back on them yeah and so then it's almost like in my mind they're luring these women to give them their children and using that as like oh we'll send you pictures and you can be connected and then all of a sudden they probably feel threatened or jealous of the connection or afraid i'm assuming because why would you do that and then pull back which i think is selfish
0: but You know, I'm sorry that your
1: friend had to go through that, because that's terrible.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of that. So, did you feel a kinship with your father once you met him? I did. I felt a strong
1: kinship with him. He was a very, like, I guess it's different for fathers, but, you know, like, this is not the same, but, I mean, like, he was... I mean, um, he was very positive and very happy to see mm. me, and all of our conversations were very positive. We had a lot of the same interests, like talking about philosophical topics and religious topics and discussing them. And mm. I found him to be very enjoyable, and I was really happy to meet him. i thankful for the time. Both my parents have since passed away.
0: Oh, I'm sorry to
1: hear that. Thank you. But I still keep in touch with, I'm closest to um, an aunt, my mother's okay. sister, that I keep in close contact with, and it means the world to me to be close to her and know about my cousin, her daughter, and my younger cousin, her granddaughter, hmm. how they're doing, and just feeling a connection with all of them. And I can't overstate how wonderful it is seeing that biological connection. They get how you are, or they understand, or they know other family members that were similar to you. Like, if I'm talking to my aunt, or just the different interests that I have that I see in my
0: family, like, it makes me feel more whole. Well, that's wonderful that you have that connection finally.
1: Yeah. But I know that there's adoptees out there that might think of wanting to reunite or maybe they're afraid to for various reasons. Like when I was younger, Mm -hmm. I would go and I would talk to my mom and ask her 10 million questions of anything that she knew. And she gave me minimal information because they didn't really tell her a lot. But I would have this like fantasy Mm -hmm. of like, I I think I was afraid to meet them maybe inside. It was because I felt like it would hurt My parents, if I did find them, I would Mm -hmm. have a fantasy that I just wanted to know what they looked like. I just Uh wanted to be a voyeur to them or somehow. Just so I could see what they look like. That's all I wanted. But I think there's probably a lot of adoptees that are afraid of hurting their adoptive parents. I know a lot of adoptees that waited till they died and then they looked. Because they were afraid.
0: They waited till their adoptive parents died.
1: Yeah, they waited till their adoptive parents passed away and then they looked. Because they were afraid of feeling like they were being disloyal. And then also, I think there's a fear of they're going to be rejected. I think a lot of... There's adoptees that felt like the birth mom giving them away was rejecting them. And they feel abandoned. Yeah, They felt abandoned by them.
0: And that must be hard, too, because I'm sure there are some parents out there who gave their kids away and felt they had to emotionally close that part of their lives, you know, who don't want to be contacted. Yes. So it's a large spectrum of emotions and possibilities.
1: Yeah, I used to be involved in an adoptive support group for like birth parents mm-hmm. and adoptees, and that's how I know all these different anecdotes. But I remember one person met his birth mother, and she said, what do you want from me? I worked really hard for my money, and you can't have any.
0: Oh.
1: You can't have any of it. Like, just assuming that, you know, like...
0: He was looking for something.
1: Yeah, he was looking for something, But, I mean, I guess you would have to be willing, also as an adoptee, if you do find them, they might not want to be found, for whatever various reasons. They might have not told anyone about you.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: There's people that haven't told anyone. Like, they might be remarried with other kids, and they never told any of them. In different circumstances like that, I I guess, you know, it's a big risk to do that, because it doesn't mean the person's going to be happy to be found, unfortunately. I was lucky that my mother wanted to find me and then everyone in her family was thrilled. Uh, of But course. I, my father didn't tell anyone in his family because of certain circumstances. But, I mean, I was okay with that. I understood and I accepted it. I didn't feel I understand. hurt by that. I was just happy to meet him. And I wouldn't want to do anything to hurt him because I know that difficult for him and his family why would i want to do that
0: well that's compassionate you have given some pearls of wisdom here for adoptive parents would you have any suggestions or coping for adopted children either as adults or young or anything is there any wisdom you could impart on them or suggestions
1: oh i would say to them that i know it's easier said than done But that they have every right to be curious about who their birth parents are. And that's nothing to feel ashamed of. And it doesn't make them bad. It makes them a normal human being. Like I said, the number one pastime is genealogy. So everyone's thinking about wants to feel connected. It's a normal need. It's a normal human need and doesn't make you a bad person. And also, does it mean that you don't appreciate or love the parents that raised you? It doesn't take away from that. Of course, you're always going to love them and appreciate all that, you know, Parents sacrifice for their children across the board. They're there when you're sick. They're there dealing with your difficult behaviors, you know, and the happy things in your life. And you're always going to appreciate them like any child appreciates their parents. And another thing is, if you do decide to find your birth parents, is to realize they might not want to be found. I guess prepare yourself for that somehow. I know there are adoptive support groups out there, and it was really nice connecting with other people Mm -hmm. that could understand and hearing their experiences. Like, I did feel really happy about that. The one thing about the one Mm -hmm. group I had been involved in was that they became, like, I guess they all had such difficult experiences (laughs) with their adoptions that they became against adoption.
0: So you felt it was all negative with them? Yes,
1: I thought too much negative.
0: I think it's good to
1: have your feelings validated and to get your feelings out, but then it reaches a point where you can't just wallow. You can't let it define you.
0: Oh, that's a very good... I mean, these are all very...
1: Uh, We reach a level of acceptance, like, I can't change, this is, you know, my life, and this is what happened, I acknowledge that I feel pain because of certain things related to this, but I need to find acceptance and then live my life. And the fact that it's, like, against adoption, I mean, it's not even realistic. Yes, ideally, you want children to stay with their parents, but as we know, adoption's never going to go away, the need for it, because there's parents that don't want their kids, or they have circumstances where they can't keep their kids, or they're whether it's on drugs or they're in jail. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I hear that from a lot of people now, like, oh, their parents were on drugs, and that's how they got the kids. I mean, obviously, there's always going to be a need for adoption. So I just think the main thing is maybe educating the adoptive parents so that they can meet the emotional needs of the kids better.
0: Do you think it would help if there were more social programs to help mothers to keep the children?
1: You know what? I do. That's hmm. a good point.
0: That's
1: actually a really good point. I know that my mom's really involved with the Catholic Church in our town, and I know that they fill up those— So's mine. Yeah, the baby bottles with like, um, with money for these unwed mothers, and they have like a home, and they're trying to help them.
0: I think that. I actually seen that on my parents on the the, the front doorway there. The, <laughs> yeah, they had those. Yeah. yeah so
1: I think that's wonderful. Like I think like you're trying to help a woman who's pregnant and struggling, and then maybe help them find resources and get them back on their feet. And they do want to keep their child. I think that's
0: wonderful. Great. Was there anything else that you wanted to say, or any more wisdom you wanted to impart?
1: There is something that
0: I forgot to say is Mm -hmm. that one thing I definitely think that my parents did right
1: was telling me from a very young age, I don't even remember Mm -hmm. how old, maybe three, Mm -hmm. that I was adopted Mm -hmm. and being very honest with me the whole time about it. I think that is a wonderful thing that they did because I do unfortunately know adoptive parents that have decided not to tell their children they're adopted and they think they're doing the right thing. They really do. They actually think that they're protecting the child from the pain of knowing that they're adopted, but it's actually on the flip side of that. I know adoptees that found out as an adult and they feel betrayed by their parents and lied to. I can't imagine saying, like, oh, yeah, yeah." like you'd have to make up a whole birth story, right? Because the kid's going to be asking questions. (laughs) Like, how do you do
0: that? Like, I just. Maybe that's where the whole Stork story came from.
1: Maybe. So I would say, tell your child from the beginning that they're adoptive, be honest and truthful with them, and that will also help you have a good relationship with them so they can trust
0: you. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful that your parents did everything they could. Yes. Well, thank you very much for coming on, Vivian. I have to say it's extremely brave of you to come and say these things. Obviously, we have this wonderful baritone voice. You feel that it's something very personal, but you wanted to share your experience, and that's very commendable. So thank you so much for coming.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I think it's wonderful so that I can share my experience and hopefully any adoptees or birth parents or adoptive parents listening, hopefully my story resonates with them somehow or they learn something from my experience.
0: Thank you so much for listening. This has been the first Egotistical Podcast. If you have a topic that's near and dear to your heart and you'd like to discuss it with me and the rest of the universe, please contact me at egotistpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, I did say that correctly. Or check out my website, www.egotisticalproductions.com. I'm Tony LaRocca, hoping you have a good morning, a good evening, and or a good night.